0: Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the All Talk Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eddie.
1: This is Alexis.
0: This is Caesar. This is Justin. We have a special guest for you guys today, but before we get into all that, we are going to give a shout out to our sponsor. So now you guys all know we here at the All Talk Podcast pride ourselves on quality and uh, quality in production as well. But if you ever wondered how we produce these shows so fast and with dope quality, we work with our friends at Productive Culture. Productive Culture offers full service recording, mixing, mastering, and podcast production. If you guys want to get your podcast going or drop that next uh, hot fire mixtape, hit them up. Go to ProductiveCulture.com podcast and tell them that the All Talk podcast sent you and you'll get a discount on your first episode. Plus, your referral helps us, so don't forget to go to pro- ProductiveCulture.com slash podcast and let them know that, hi- uh, that All Talk Podcast sent you. I all, right, all right, all right. All right. So <laughs> That's a hell of a plug right there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you heard that voice. That is our special guest for today. So go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about yourself.
2: I want to thank you guys for having me on board My name is uh, Mark Flores. I'm the co-owner of the notorious pin a pop-up brand and specializes in uh, enamel pins and uh, we're starting to venture out into t-shirts too so oh yeah 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 I
0: saw that so uh Caesar let me know the the Instagram and so I saw it and honestly the first thing that just kind of jumps out is the the the, the logo for your Instagram page it kind of like it reminds me it has that. Street Fighter. Yeah, so the Street Fighter font, right? The yeah. Street Fighter font. So I guess this is my first question to kind of open it up to you is, you know, what are what are some of your inspirations for starting this, uh, this business and, you know?
2: It all started with uh, my hobby. Initially, it started with me going into uh, collecting pins myself. And then I realized, well, I needed uh, to create a pin of my own. So then after that, I started to relay off designs to my friend who was in the uh the pin racket as well and so little by little I started telling myself well I could start selling these and it took from 2017 on to now where um I started selling them and then just started creating my own brand of pins and um it's been very successful after that so yeah that's how it all started started with the love of it the love of what you initially start liking, and then end up developing into uh, it making money for you.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I just started scrolling through, and I seen some very, you know, you have I see the Machamp, Machamp um, pins, you know. So what kind of, what kind of designs do you,
2: you know, cover? Like, so it initially started with, uh, and I say co-owner because this actually brings it into the uh, into the uh, the story that I'm going to tell right now. So my friend, Nick, initially started with the pin that you guys all know, Charpak. right? You've seen it. Yeah. You guys all have seen it. And um, it's basically a combination of Tupac's face onto the body of uh, Charmander. So he put that on his personal Instagram page, and I saw that. And this is when he started flirting with the idea of starting to do designs for himself. So as soon as I saw the design, I called him and I told him, I was like, hey, Nick, um, you're going to have to take that charpock down. And he's all like, why? It's really confused of why I said that. And I was just like, cause we're going to make that a pin and it's going to be, I just had a hunch that it was just going to be it. And from that moment on, it's been, it's tied up with, uh, it's tied up with our Dracochu pin, which is uh, yeah, I see that. Right right. Like, <laughs> those, I see those two are like the really face dope. of your company, yeah. bro. These Dude, are pretty really dope. It's I been uh, it. those two bad boys have been printing money for me ever since. So yeah. it's been awesome. It's been an awesome ride, and um, I live on the on the crutch of just going with what passions that you have, and even if it's not your primary source of income or your primary stream of income, it can at least be a testament to your true passion of whatever you want to do can always make money for you if you work hard enough for it. And that's how it's always been for me with the Notorious Pin, you know. So what was, what, what would you say was like, you
0: know, kind of the, you know, the obstacles, roadblocks kind of that, you know, st- when you were starting off, what was, what were some of those, if you want to get into yeah. those? Yeah,
2: so it was presentation. I look at, and thanks to uh, Facebook flashbacks and Instagram flashbacks, you'll start to see that, you started with a lot of inexperience. And I say that because I was just going to events and just laying all the pins out on the, on the table with like no presentation value or anything. Yeah, yeah. And little by little, the more I realized, you know, you invest into the product, you invest into presenting the product really well, that ends up helping you out two, twofold because people look at him like, oh, wow, this guy actually gives a damn you know, versus yeah. me just having everything all sprawled out on a table. Um, like at the swap meet or something. Oh <laughs> no, trust me, trust, trust me. Again. On, on the, the floor? <laughs> on, the, on the carpet, on I the need, floor? All oh, I was yes. missing is like a Mexican covija and like just all my pins like sprawled out on the floor. The, the wolf one? The, yeah. one, the little wolf or the tiger? Yeah, uh, the reversible wolf. Um, but no, so the... The one thing is, is that it started off with a lot of an experience of not how not knowing how to present my product well, but then going to different events and going to see people similar uh, with a craft similar to yours. You start getting ideas and starting to see well, I can do this. I can do it this way and make it a lot more efficient. Because when I go to a, when I go to like pin events now, I still rock a six foot table. I could do a lot with a six foot table and my objective too is like, as soon as that thing's over, I like to tear down and getting an out. Cause yeah. I just don't like the whole tear down with everyone else there. And I'm out. Uh, Caesar knows this firsthand. You were there when we all bounced out of that expo in like oh, yeah. 12 minutes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> So we had an expo with, with me in it as well, selling the pins, uh, over, I think it was a uh, Portland in 2018. And this is like one of the premier retro game, uh, expos and here we are jetting out of that whole expo in like 12 minutes after they close <laughs> oh man it was so breaking down's important to me too so presentation and efficiency big time big time are the what i've learned along the way
0: yeah definitely especially like you said when you're investing not just like you know capital but like you know your time right so you got to make sure that you know everything is kind of not like calculating like a fucking like you know like in a douchey way, but just you know, because you want to invest. Because you, know, you know, if you're tearing down, it's taking you such amount of time that that's not going to let you go to the next event or yeah. you know that thing that you're going to do. And,
2: and, and it be, and yeah, and it being a, a Sunday. So that goes. That's a good point that you mentioned because all that all of that came into play because I had work the next day. I still I still do my regular uh, nine to five job Monday through Friday. So from Sunday on, I just had to make sure that I get home at a decent time and I'm able to finish off a uh, shift at work, even though it's half day. So, yeah.
1: Like the businessmen uh, say, uh, time is money, right?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Time is money. That's true. Cause I mean, that's one thing that kind of gets overlooked is the amount of time that gets that you got to put into it. It's not just, you know, that you're, you're, you know, like, like we said, the capital, but it's also that time. And like you said, you got, you got to make sure um, I want to go back to the pins because, like, I'm scrolling through your, you know, your Instagram page, as we speak. And, dude, I, I'm really digging this. Uh, this Mike Tyson. Um, <laughs>
2: the, the Mike Mike Tyson <laughs> Hitmonchan. <laughs> Hitmonchan. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. The, the name of the Pokemon was escaping me, but yeah, yeah, Hitmonchan. Like, that's pretty clever. And then the uh, the Snoop, the Snoop Alakazam. Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> question. Good question. Uh, yeah.
3: So, when would you say like this pin phenom- enamel pin phenomenon started. Oh, I think man. it's always been a thing. Like, was so or did it, like pop off at a certain point? Cause I know there's always been pins like in general, like since what, like way back when, like yeah, since like what the '50s, '40s. <laughs> sure. but, you know, but like know, I know, I know, like they got. I I started seeing them more, started buying them more once I saw them in like Hot Topic, you know, all these like mall yeah stores.
2: The so when I uh in like 2017 I looked through Google searches of like all the main things like enamel pin sales, enamel pin, this and that. So the main time that enamel pin, like the whole sensation hit its peak was around the summer of 2018. That's when it was just like, everyone was looking for it. Everyone was searching for it, whether it was to make it, to sell it, uh, to be a part of it convention wise or to participate or to buy it. Yeah. All of that was at a peak during that time. So, a lot of people were trying to put it under the assumption that it was going to be some sort of fad. Okay. But it's it hasn't settled down. It's honestly just still, it's honestly still just hitting spikes. You would have swore it was like a coronavirus statistic bar with like different <laughs> spikes and stuff. It wasn't no fidget spinner. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, heck. Because no. I remember that. I mean,
3: most of the pins I would see were just like the circle ones. You know, with just like your favorite band name or like a face. It was just kind of like a printed. Oh, the plastic ones, right? Yeah, like it was just a printed yeah. thing and it like wrapped around. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, the, like so just regular, even regular buttons. Yeah, like the but- yeah. Yeah, buttons. Yeah, buttons. Because those, those are still kind of pins, right? Yeah. Yeah. The um, I remember going to, and this is going to go into what we're talking about as far as how far they date back. I remember going to, uh, going to a thrift store and even seeing like an old Bob Dylan tour pin.
3: Damn, and it's not even a regular
2: button, but this is like just uh, a regular pin, and I'm like, damn, this is. If Bob Dylan was having to uh, merch like that, you could tell how far back it goes. One hundred percent. That's crazy. Um, yeah, like pins, like I, I, I didn't even know
0: like the like a whole trend, kind of like of enamel pins or whatever. But like for me and my girlfriend, like when we go to like a national park, like I always like to pick up those pins because it's like, it's it's like a good memento. But it's Steven also like yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're also really cool,
1: like the designs and everything. So
0: we always do, you know, a habit of picking some of those up. And then I think Disneyland has some really cool Star Wars ones.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to go to that. Um, did you ever think of like, because you know how um, Disneyland, I know you go a yeah. lot, right? You're yeah. a season pass holder. Um, you know how they have collectors, um, like collector's edition pens and yeah. that are actually worth, some of them are worth a couple thousand, hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Um. Did, did did you ever like see that and be like, oh man, like was that like t- your like your start? Like oh, like I I like that. Like you know what? Let me like. I ended up I ended up
2: first purchasing a few at Disneyland at at, at first, and then when I started seeing a lot of other people have them as brands, I searched online for different brands. Like I even when I was um. When I start, first started off uh, on my social media phase as the Zima poppy. as you guys may know, when I used to buy a bunch of the Zimas and just yeah. drink them furiously. <laughs> um, but so that some some pin brand uh, had the Zima pin, like a little Zima, like a little Zima bottle. But it was like it, everything was perfect about it because it had a little glitter effect where it would be water. It would be the crystal clear carbonation and stuff. So designs like that in like having them look cool, had the appeal to me. And then, so it started with the culmination of like the Disneyland pins and then the pins that I would just buy personally. And then I soon realized, I was like, well, I can get over on making some money here. And so the biggest come up, I'll, I'll, I'll even add this. So the biggest come up I've had uh, starting off, because I, I didn't have any unique designs to me myself at first. So I needed, you know, to fill up the board to sell. So then I ended up finding out on um, GameStop's like secondary website ThinkGeek.com where they sell like a bunch of like, oh, yeah, collectible yeah, yeah. paraphernalia. So I found this Back to the, the Back to the Future pin set. So I found like it was a a whole set of five different pins, and they were selling them when they had them on clearance. They're selling them for two ninety nine a pop for five of them, all five Shit. of them. So I've probably bought. 1,500 of them oh, at, over the course and oh, like, oh shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I like Wait, to buy like a okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so in culmination, thank God for PayPal credit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so it's just been, I've just been sitting on those pins, but you know, as something as classic as a movie like Back to the Future is, all that's just gonna keep selling, keep yeah. selling, keep selling. So yeah, that's just been the, that was like the biggest come up to start off the, the pin business that I have now where I'm like sitting at about 70 unique, unique designs and then 30% wholesale. So yeah, it's, it's been a a wild and fruitful ride in terms of, uh, income.
1: I actually, um, I my girlfriend has it, um, the hoverboard. Yes. So that, that was from, um, thinking. Yeah, really? Oh (laughs) shit. You know what? I was like, damn, how the hell did you like, first of all, like the rights, Right. I was like, "Damn, like how the hell did you get the rights for this?" I was like, "Hey, fuck it. Like this it was dope. Yeah. Especially the mag." Yeah. I remember the mag. Like I was like, "Damn, like how do you make this?" Like Yeah,
2: so as long as you don't have, you know, the, the regular general rules goes that as long as you don't have anything that directly pertains you can have the hoverboard you can have the hoverboard design. You can design it any which way you want, but the main thing on there is the Mattel logo. Hmm. Oh, if you have that Mattel yes. logo, Then that's where Mattel's like, hey, that looks kind of like what we had. And then, you know, it's up to Mattel for someone to say something and then MCA Universal to them say something, you know. That makes sense. So it's a a slippery slope of what we do, you know. Even I can tell you honestly that, hey, look, someone from Tupac Shakur's camp can come and say something about it or someone can come from the Pokemon camp and say something. But, I mean, it's honestly a split thing, literally, because it's 50 – percent sharp <laughs> face, face yeah. and charmander's body
1: yeah. uh i was about to ask you never you never got like someone from a company come to to you guys and say oh you guys got a you guys it looks a little familiar
2: to our similar to our design thankfully no no thankfully no i know that one um one pin brand close to me it's like and they were good friends of mine um had given a set of their pins that are primarily uh pro wrestling based they gave him off to a pro wrestler who wrestled in WWE at the time. So his, not his mistake, it was honestly the mistake of the of the brand for telling them, hey, can you just post this on your page? He posted on his page, and guess who decides to shut down that page based off of what they saw? WWE ended up shutting their page down. Shit. So it's like, you. it's just, you're in a position here where it's like, well, do you really want to put yourself out there a lot to where... Maybe a few of your designs are kind of questionable, or do you want to to keep doing what you do and thrive and kind of hit a little bit of a ceiling mm-hmm. and be all right? Yeah. Slippery slope in that regard as well.
0: That's true. That's
3: it true. doesn't matter until you make enough noise. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. That I just, I just true.
2: real quick, I just wanted to shout out uh, this pin that I got from Mark. This uh, <laughs> really awesome In-N-Out In-N-Out. Yeah. Yeah. An in and out pin. in and out Yeah. Wait, wait. wait. That one's kind of new, can, right? Can, didn't you? Yeah, the number one. yeah the number one slippery slope no it's been awesome (laughs) it's been awesome
0: um uh, really great pins on there guys um and we'll give you we'll give you a chance to kind of like shout out your page and i don't see the special sauce on this (laughs) this. i have to deviate away i can't make it a otherwise it'd just be fully edible (laughs) yeah yeah, this is pretty dope and uh like i said i'm i'm encouraging you guys uh, our listeners to definitely go check that out um your your page um but i want to kind of get into like the pins like do you custom order any or like do anybody right. hi- does does do they dm you saying like hey like you know i got this idea you want to like you know so
2: there's there's been a lot of collaborators along the way but when the the ultimate the ultimate thing that ends up having them go uh, go by the wayside on that is is the fact that in order for you guys anyone making pins in order for you guys to um you know have it be cost effective the amount of pins that you order have to be up in the 500 plus Shit. just for the price point to be like a dollar, a dollar 40 a unit a dollar 70 a unit yeah, but yeah. if you get into more intricate designs you're looking up upwards of like 250 a unit to 280 depending on how many colors and what glitter effects that yeah. you guys have uh on it you know so then also, another thing is, is that you also have to be patient when you order these too, because every every pin that everyone designs, it's always based overseas. Um, environmental environmental regulations don't allow us to make pins down here because of how uh, how uh, I would say just dangerous it is to make them. Yeah, you know. So there's a lot of regulations there, but luckily, you can take them overseas and get your design. Uh, published and uh, and made over there for then it t- for it to then get delivered through here so again you got to wait through customs as well yeah so just be you can be patient on that and as far as like collaborators there's a lot been a lot of good people with ideas like the a friend of mine uh, chubsy actually gave me the idea for the people's machamp and oh. yeah so i actually uh gave him a free pin on that just because of how cool of an idea it was you know he just gave me the he brainstormed with me a little bit on it, and I was just like, Yeah, man, that'll, that'll do right. So, it's, it's been a good design for us as well. On that,
0: definitely, definitely. Um,
2: so, like, I know you mentioned,
0: or we were talking about it in like the pre production, that you transitioned to shirts too, as well. Now, yeah, so tell us a little bit about what got you started in, in that area.
2: So, that that uh, department where we're making apparel is primarily done by my co owner, Nick couldn't be with us today. Uh, he had a he was actually camping. So I was just like, Oh man. <laughs> um, but he started, you know, making t-shirts, you know? So the, the t-shirts that he's, that he's making, he's made several so far. Um, I think he's recently launched, he's recently launched a Michael Scott, t uh, t-shirt, Dwight Schrute, a couple of guys, oh, yeah, couple I've of cats that, from yeah. the office. And then he's even went, uh, first to, uh, one of my heroes. He did him when he did a Mike Tyson shirt, I knew he was on the right track. Um, <laughs> So he did, he's done that, and um, that's been fun all along the way, too. I see a lot of companies are starting to get a little bit more risky in terms of that when it comes to just making T-shirts, replicating T-shirts with uh, different properties on it. So I've, I've seen it come along the way, and people seem to be uh, making money off of it
1: vintage so, is actually really vintage, like yeah. your shirt right now yeah that's that's not a vintage shirt but it has vintage it, style it doesn't yeah. have yeah. the miami yeah.
0: vice on the the dynamite part I, i'm right. getting those vibes yeah, yeah. and yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's really in right now
1: too like i i've i see a lot of um like dennis rodman yeah. shirts yeah i've seen i've seen lot, a lot, lot of a dennis worm, Instagram. The worm. a lot of that. <laughs> yeah the worm. The, um, yeah that's i mean that's like yeah, I this Michael like
0: Scott
2: one is definitely, like, I, I'm looking at it <laughs> right now. That one's funny, man. It's funny <laughs> as hell, yeah. I, I like that. how the font matches the um, his uh, color bandana. Yeah, like the purple one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. And then the Dwight Shirt one, I see it. Yeah, yeah so he's um, he started to do that, and um, the the cool part about it is when he makes shirts um, for all that, he he has a effective process for it to where he's not sitting on a lot of uh, orders with different sizes. He more does it on like a on a order to go kind of basis which is honestly the best because yeah it's cost efficient because you're not sitting on inventory and it's directly you'll know directly what the customer wants um, I think that's just a smart process I think a lot of businesses should start doing that if they don't already I'm I'm still learning you know I'm still learning at the at the end of the day with this. Yeah, but definitely, yeah definitely. Um I'm also glad that you guys, you know, uh Alexis and Justin, you guys graduated from your previous jobs when <laughs> I knew I knew you guys. <laughs> I know you guys talk talk about it a lot. Um, and then you guys talked about in your first couple of shows when you guys were talking about horrors from the video store. Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! So um, actually,
1: yeah, um, Mark here actually worked there with us a couple, I, I what, a couple Marco, of years, like, maybe I don't, a year, I don't remember two. two. I was
2: I was there for a few months working with Will, and okay. I was just there, just making sure I would get whatever games would come in, and with whatever credit I'd build up, just get the games that I want and head out. But yeah, it's it was really fun, just seeing you guys uh thrive and develop but now here we are in 2020 where you guys are inviting me on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like that yeah
3: i remember i remember Give you guys f- your props i remember at first like you were doing yours and then like this was like and you did yours kind of a little bit before like this kind of podcast started popping off you know yeah
2: and yeah in like 2017 2016 that, w- that was fun
3: yeah it was fun you're in you're in there like right before the big wave i, yeah. I would say
2: <laughs> it kind of sucks too, hon, huh? Because it's there's a I say that in regards to where it's if you're just anyone famous, you can try and attempt to have a podcast. It doesn't and, uh, always work though. Yeah, you know I've even seen the guy from um, the gentleman Justin Long. He he has one. <laughs> Justin Long oh. has a the guy from Dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was about to say
0: who's Justin Long? <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> yeah
2: Justin Long, the uh, the <laughs> same guy from Waiting. He has a podcast. Not to clown him or anything, but it's like man, uh-huh. out of all people, huh? Um,
3: and then, like I know, there's like some talk show hosts like coming in and try to, they try to do their own.
2: Yeah, and it's like, man, like w- we have to really, be, we really have to be super effective when it comes to creating shows like this. Yeah. Whether it's this podcast here or whether the stuff that I still do as well, you still have to come with a consistent product so that way you can. We all, all we both uh, are taking a grassroots approach to that. Versus people that just oh yeah well Justin Long has a podcast all all the so, so many fans that he has already Here are already going to cloud. jump Here on it basically <laughs> yeah so, dang
0: so he's just taking that clout and transferring over to right a podcast. so th-
2: <laughs> it's good that you guys just um like we like me with uh, even in the small business regard even with that or even my other podcast we just keep trudging forward to to end up uh making a quality product and it will eventually come to. uh as my uh, favorite wrestler, Macho man, Randy Savage said, the cream always rises to the top guys. <laughs> remember that.
1: And honestly, like for the people out there listening to us, support small businesses, man. Like, especially right now, yeah, right now is like the best up. time to support them. Like, yeah, these yeah. big corporations get thousands, millions of dollars, I mean and tax oh. bailouts. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, yeah, can yeah, I, can yeah. we get bailouts too? A little bit more more somehow, than the
2: stimulus check? Somehow the Lakers
0: got uh money. That's like stupid. But, uh-huh. Um yeah, I know definitely. Um I, I I definitely agree with that. Uh especially with like just like the creative like they have all that creative stuff, like you know what I'm saying? Like with this whole pins, like you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows, you know, knock on wood that when you guys start making some noise, hopefully you know you don't have fucking you know drake's people coming down or fucking you know pokemon people coming down right. and raining on your fucking parade you know
2: the but the actually and it's it's funny that you mentioned that cuz I actually have a story about that so i was doing a, a pin expo in december 2019 so i am talking like it's war stories december 2019 <laughs> in LA it was, a hot, day. Right, it was um, a hot day so it was that we had a they had a pin expo that day so I started actually, um, going into the, uh, going into on eBay and trying to find a bunch of, uh, uh, sports pins cause I was selling, I was selling my pins and then I realized I was like, well, Mark, like you're, you're hitting a ceiling every time you, every time you, uh, uh, go off with the uh, uh, do a show. And I say a ceiling as far as like how much money I'm making on an average basis. I'm not, I wasn't having any breakthrough. So I was just like, what can you do to, to make this uh, more effective? So then I started looking up uh, pin, like lots of pins on eBay, like Dodgers, Angels, different teams, different L.A.-based teams. And I brought them to that L.A. Expo. So a lot of other pin makers, their main M.O. is to do sports pins that are based off of L.A. teams. There's even one gentleman that I know, I don't remember his name off the top, but his whole gimmick is doing everything LA Dodgers based from the signs to different jerseys to different like players holding bats like looking like a baseball card kind of like with poses like that so he has tons of designs so then i noticed during that expo there was a certain group of people looking around at different booths and they even were asking like narc cop questions but in yeah, terms of like pin away. police he was like oh these officially licensed pins <laughs> and I'm all like, so being that my pins on the sports end of them are officially licensed, I was like, yeah, these are officially licensed sports pins. Like you can check the back, see the stamp. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, all right. So they just moved on to different tables. So hours later, there's another vendor that came up to me. He's like, hey, man, you got to hide all the, all the pins that you got. And I'm like, which ones? He's like, oh, that one, that one, and that one. And I'm like, for what? And so he ended up telling me that people were uh, at that expo seizing all the pins that were conflicting with the intellectual property of the LA Dodgers. What? The what expo is this? It was uh, one of the pins and patches expos and in twenty nineteen. 2019, 2019. So by right, they do have a right to seize all that because again, it's not um, officially licensed. Officially licensed yeah. product. So I was all right. I was just like, well, all these pins that I have, I got them off eBay. So I'm good. I'm not taking any of these down. Actually, I think they actually passed by, and I just described to them, and they ended up finding out that the people there were just there to seize seize all the stuff. So it gets bad. It gets yeah. bad, and then you'll just you'll just be surprised. You just always got to be on the lookout for different. Uh, it's not so much the the. It's not so much the sports team or the or the. Uh, the music artists' camp that'll get you it is the people that they hire to look for all that it's the
1: greedy third party man yeah the third <laughs> third party. it's yeah, like yeah.
2: hey we we do that you know like you can hire us to do that and that's shit. what it was it yeah was, yeah that was the brand they they say the they enforce the the rights of uh in different intellectual properties aka yeah, yeah we'll seize your shit
0: yeah and then that that brings up uh a story with uh was it Shepard Fairley, the, you know, the creator of Obey, mm-hmm. where he made that, that Obama, that Obama, um, change poster, yeah. or hope poster yeah. with the different colors. I think the, the photographer actually started hitting him with the lawsuit, like, Hey, this is my intellectual property. Yeah. And it was basically just a back and forth of like, you know, who's intellectually or whose intellectual property is it? Cause you know, uh, Fa- Fairley did kind of change it up a bit, but yeah. he did use the image of the photographer. So was it his filter? Oh. Yeah, I, I I forgot filter. the details, but it just reminds me of that. Just that whole kind of like, you know, because you do like with the, the these pins, you do kind of change them up, especially with like the Tupac yeah. 1 and, and all that. And so it's kind of like, you know, like it is kind of creatively different, but you're yeah. using and those it, things. So. The,
2: the good part about it is that it all stems to if you're moving enough units for, like Justin was saying, to make noise about it, to to get different people riled up about it, so um we've been good we've been good so far thankfully so and you know we're just I'm just ai am just a Hispanic man trying to make a buck out of here man. <laughs> well hopefully I mean
0: hopefully you know you, you keep grinding and doing your thing because honestly it's 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 good honest you know it's good honest stuff that you guys are doing um, yeah but I kind of want to switch gears a little bit because uh you know I I, I was told you're a big 80s you know 80s fan um no no, no we're, we're good we're good I just kind of I just kind of want to bring it up a little bit <laughs> and kind of transition to the next thing. So um, <clears throat> yeah, so I just kind of want to get like you know y- your biggest like you know what are your se- how do you use those '80s kind of influences or you know styles into your designs like right. you know just so, talk about a little bit about that. So my or have you have you started you know thinking about using those things if you haven't already?
2: So I I have um, my my biggest. Uh, my biggest uh, – I, I always tell people this, that when I was around, like, 2015, 2016, um, I was going through a little bit of a depression with myself. I was really unhappy with my self-image. And I, the main thing was is that I know I could do better. And I tell people all this all the time is that, the like, watching pro wrestling got me out of a hole. Like, it just got me out of uh, feeling sorry for myself because then, you know, you just see um, – you see that these guys are larger than life, and they could be larger than life, but they've put in the work for that. Um, so I took that—I took loosely, you know—I didn't freaking try to become a pro wrestler. <laughs> but, um, that ethic, work But hit. it's like you know, it's just yeah, it, it ended up becoming the it ended up becoming the mantra to myself that if you do work hard, if you do you know, if you put your nose to the grindstone, you can you can achieve what you want if you put in the work for it. That, in culmination with. That's when the rock was fucking in every movie for 2 months yeah. I was just yeah. like damn, I couldn't stop seeing this guy everywhere. <laughs> still, um, like <laughs> yeah, still, still, still like that. Yeah, so, still like yeah, that. Yeah, this it was like sense. he he did like Her- he was like Hercules central intelligence he then <laughs> man a couple other movies I was like
1: oh Fast Furious. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah and then yeah, the
2: Hale, and, and then his version of oh, Die Hard, I forget what it was called. Oh, right? skyscraper. skyscraper. All skyscraper. skyscraper. All skyscraper. skyscraper. skyscraper? <laughs> <laughs> it was a version of Die <laughs> Hard? It's oh, yeah, man. there's it's funny cuz in skyscraper there's actually a diehard easter egg because, Really? yeah, so I have never seen the movie. When by the way. <laughs> when John McClane goes up to the up to the room where they're not done building it, mm-hmm. there's a there's a, a a wooden area that is made for the for the engineers the, with blueprints. Mm-hmm. That same that same setup is over in one of the uh, in one of the areas in skyscraper. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like a, it's really niche and like they I just watch too many movies. <laughs> but yeah, I saw it. I was like, oh, it's
0: Die Hard. <laughs> so I, I've never seen skyscrap- uh, Skyscraper. Yeah, but, uh, Skyscraper. Uh, skyscraper. Uh, <laughs> 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 but did he have a catchphrase since it's uh, loosely or influenced by... Because I know John McCain has a yippee-ki-yay. Yeah.
3: The, the Rock, the Rock doesn't have, a- have catchphrases. No, he, okay. he used to... He just win- does the eyebrow thing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, yeah. That I, I know that, yeah. And I he know. says... Uh, I forgot. There
2: is kind of one. He had a a, a bunch. bunch, But it's like, it's it's really just, (laughs) you know, know your role. You know, the know your role, role, shut your mouth, check you into the SmackDown Hotel. Jabroni? Wasn't Jabroni like his? Yeah. And then you just, if you ask someone what they think about something and then they reply back, you just cut them off. It doesn't matter what you think. (laughs) Um, So going back to that, it all started with pro wrestling. And so I ended up going with one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite uh, pins that I started designing, was um, it was a, a Macho Man Randy Savage Simpsonized pin. But this one was a little bit different than the other ones that were starting to pop off uh, on the internet. There's a couple that actually have that design as well, but ours actually has a belt with oh, the glitter sure. effect of the belt. So I think it's a little bit more... Uh, cooler maybe i'm biased but the other one i think the other macho man one looks bad it's like a bad tan on him (laughs) he's he's not even yellow it's not even simpsonized at that point it's just a simpson looks like a simpson's character but more like bumblebee man (laughs) (laughs) that definitely sounds dope that other one and is that one still up for yeah i still have that one but that one isn't um that one's kind of on more um, on my end, as far as oh, okay. what, what I sell, I usually call those just convention exclusive pins. Oh, okay. okay. to get people out there to to buy them. So yeah, if you guys catch me at a convention, uh, you guys will uh, definitely catch that pin out there as well. I might have to go to one. I, I actually like
0: that. Like the way you described it and everything. I was like, yeah, Yo, that that one and a Bret Hart
2: one. So the same. So the same. Design that we used for the belt on the People's Machamp, which is the Rock and Machamp uh, yeah. combined together. That same belt is basically on the um, on the Macho Man and uh, Bret Hart's Bret Hart's pin as well. Nice for nice. sure. Yeah.
3: So uh, I have another question. Um, so throughout like your whole career so far with like Notorious Pin, what would you say is kind of like one of the biggest like challenges you had to overcome?
2: I'd say the biggest challenge that I had was uh, being too prideful and the beginning because like with your brand be,
3: yeah and i say that because like oh mine's the best like no in like t- in
2: terms of i didn't want to change things when it, when it came to my display when it came to stuff like that because oh, i was like oh okay, this okay. is good this is good and you'll get They're like suggestions from people like, like oh you should try this right. and you're like nah i'm
3: good bro right
2: <laughs> oh, yeah okay, okay. so then you know i didn't want to go and look at different other people's setups and stuff like that that really held me back but it's more the more I learned about it, I was like, "Well, look, Mark, this is gonna look better. Uh, it's gonna sell more, and you're not gonna look like a, like you just woke up and decided, hey, I'm gonna put pins on a board and start selling them. You know, I kind of <laughs> look like I give a damn. Um, so little by little, I actually started with like instead of them being on the table, they actually were on a board, and then instead of them being multiples of the same pin on a board, they started. You know, we put our own business card on them." And then after that, it started looking really, really clean. Like, oh, man, these guys. <laughs> it was literally night and day to the time where I went from a blank, you know, like I didn't have any of the questions answered. Who's this pin maker? How much does it cost? Like I never like people would come up and have to ask me. Yeah. We have to, you know, we have to uh, uh, do it for the customers. We have to have every single one Make of the questions asked. Yeah, yeah. If you guys go to to like, let's go to uh a store that doesn't have a price tag nine times out of ten we're not gonna ask and we're just gonna forget it like what do they not have that for (laughs) but then you
3: have those customers still that like the price is right
2: there like oh how much is this oh yeah (laughs) but um so it was literally a night and day uh a night and day uh development where i got more money than i made in in a few hours when i actually had our pin brand up there, our actual thing with the signs on there. Yeah, yeah. I got out of the, uh, you know, it wasn't amateur hour anymore after <laughs> that. So it just, it, that stopped after I checked my pride at the door and just was like, look, you want to develop this or if you want to just keep trying to do what you think is right instead of asking people, you know, trying to see what is going on. Yeah, and I know. think
0: that's something... I. That's something great that you point out because a lot of times when you're starting a small business or sh- or whatever, you know, it's it's that constructive criticism, right? And it's always going to be good in our head, even when you're like, you know, like the example I use is like if you're proofreading something, right? Yeah. If you're reading yourself, all the mistakes sound good to you, but like when you start giving that paper to somebody else and be like, nah, like you missed a comma here, you, you know, this is a run on sentence, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's always, I mean, actually, that's something that should be, you know, like you should always it's not that you're looking for other people's kind of like, it's not like you're looking for other people's critiques, but you know, it's like you need that feedback and that's a big thing that a lot of people probably don't uh, uh, undervalue, you know, they don't really value that. Yeah. So
2: it's good that you point that out. No. And there's still, I see, I see my, the way my setup is and it's came a long way. uh, And I'm just happy that I'm still looking to see what, what I can sell that'll that'll make money besides my pins to have out there, you know, it's all just just trying to find something that'll satisfy customers. Because if you know you you start getting real uh, antsy if you see people that come to your table and like they just look at your pins and then they just look at everything else and they just leave, and it's like, dang it, what what can I do to <laughs> make sure that that <laughs> customer gets something, you know? So it's always a work in progress, and I don't think. As long as you're in the business sector, you're, you always have to have that hunger for it because times change, yeah. that means people change, their attitudes change, and heck, even your customer 10 years ago isn't the same person as he was a decade ago, yeah. male or female, you know? Definitely. It's something that you always got to work for and strive for. And once I stopped telling myself, oh, this is fine, oh, man, that's when the margins started changing for the better.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like going forward like in, you know, like kind of like the near future, what do you kind of see going forward like Is there a new, is, it set? is there a new pin coming up within the new, within pin? New, oh, pin yeah, year? new pin, new pin here? Yeah, so
2: can we get it can we get exclusive? Uh, exclusive? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you we heard it here can. first at the All Talk podcast. <laughs> there's uh, there's two pins that we're going to that we're going to make um in in conjunction like in pairing with the hot cheetos pin that we have we're actually going to have a takis pin oh yeah. i love takis
0: that's my cheat meal go-to right there the, uh, <laughs> so we're gonna have a takis <laughs> pin
2: and you guys heard that um tony hawk's pro skater is actually going to be remastered for uh, the yeah. oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. i'm gonna i made a pin of my favorite deck from that series of the chad muska yeah. the chad muska uh the one that has his name spelled out in gray yeah, yeah. Hit, that deck we're gonna make it as a pin. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we're just gonna have very that. We're gonna nice. test the waters for that, see if it sells or not. But um, release it the same day as the game. <laughs> 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 we're gonna Conjection? have that there. Um, <laughs> I saw how the pins look, and they they look phenomenal. Nice. Um, nice. I'm excited. I'm excited to move them and see how they see how people's see the people's reactions. Yeah, on the people's like, reaction. That's
3: true. Yeah. Yeah, how how well like what's the time frame between like, you know, releasing a new pin and then like coming up with a new one you know like is Mm. it yeah like yeah that's pretty because
2: because of what's going on with um uh this global pandemic that we're dealing with it's i had to slow down um at the ground level my co-owner is the one that really dominates the online sector Mm -hmm. so he's thriving in his and i'm glad for that because for a long time it was the opposite i was doing good at these at these shows he was uh kind of doing okay but now it's like since he's discovered you know, he 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 actually moved out of his ceiling, you know, his his own mental ceiling <clears throat> and started developing shirts and and started, you know, trying to do a lot more with that. So he's he's breaking through and I'm, I'm really I'm really happy for that. Um, but when it comes down to what I had now, it's like I'm at in July, I should have already had. Eight or nine big expos to or big yeah, shows to have dealt true. with. Um, and I'm usually busy two to three weekends out of every, out of every, uh, month doing something, Yeah. you know? Um, but now it just came to a screeching halt and now I don't know what to do with my time. <laughs> <And they're laughs> like, I'm like, I should be doing this, should be right doing now. that. That's so the only thing I really do is just like, I just stock up all the, uh, all the pins that I have. Cause thankfully I'm actually, uh. The notorious pins uh, brand is actually available at the Frank and Sons collectibles show. Ooh, nice. at my friend Tony's booth—I forget the booth number—but he, they, they are available there. So luckily, I am still selling when I'm not there. Thankfully. Right.
3: So, so I mean, so how was it like before the pandemic? Like with like yeah. a new. So, pen, so like, as
2: far as making a new pin, right?
3: Yeah, like it was it like a new and here's a new pin. Three months. All right, next pin. So, I
2: used to. I used to, uh, I have to go a lot slower now. And I say that because I'm waiting on the pins that I thought were going to be a hit um, that are slow selling. I have to wait for those to sell out for them to fill in that extra spot on the board. Because I even went to just one big board instead of just having two boards of duplicate uh, designs. You know, I would just have two copies of the pins on just like a regular uh, uh, court board display. So okay. now I just have one big board that has all like a lot more unique designs. So now I have to fill in the space with one I take out. One goes in. One. T- so. Okay.
3: So yeah. So if if there's one pen that you come out with doesn't sell as well, you kind of just take it off the board. Yeah. I usually. Or if like one you ha- that sells really well, but then eventually kind of falls off, you just take it out. Right. So you never put it back in.
2: I have to wait for those. I don't like having those sit. If I take those out, I'm going to be sitting with a few of them that aren't going to go, so I have to look for other options like uh, clearance, um, just sell them for half price, you know? Um, Bundles, yeah. The the cool thing about that, though, and and I'll mention this, because so say if I'm sitting on a bunch of pins, right? um, I thought this was a good idea, and if whoever's listening and does pins, uh, who sells pins as well, should take this idea, but... So when these events, these pin expos start, there's usually um, a promotion that they get, like the first 200 customers um, get a free pin or first 200 customers get free something. You know, there's a reason for this line. Yeah. So then I was just like, hmm. So I decided, I thought to myself, I was like, well, I'm sitting on a bunch of pins that aren't moving right now. So what I ended up doing is that I took all those extra pins that I had in a bag and like just started putting them with, uh, putting them on backings and then while people were in line, I would introduce myself. I would even go to the extent saying, say, hey, I'm Mark with the Notorious PIN. I'm going to be over on Boot Something Something. I'd like to see you guys there. Here's my PIN. I would just give them a free PIN on the spot. Marketing yeah. Nice, nice, nice. That's, oh, my gosh. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Not only did I do that, but um, I think that that is a missing element with a lot of um, PIN brands. Because the, all, they, all they would see me, say, you know, you guys are walking across. All you'd see me is at the table well, how about I do you one better and actually introduce myself and introduce my brand? I think that would be, to me, that would be a lot more thoughtful gesture. I mean, the human interaction is kind of a rarity these days without us going up and trying to ask it ourselves. So when someone comes up to you and introduces themselves, that's some OG shit right there. Yeah. Not if it's a lady or whatever. I'll do that (laughs) all day. Um, But yeah, it's just, I thought that was a good way to introduce the brand, uh, marketing, but also... Take uh, take a little bit less weight off of the pins that weren't selling as effectively. That's, yeah,
1: that's so that's so brilliant, man. I that love is that. pretty brilliant. I love
2: yeah, Because yeah. even if they don't, you know, they they they'll still check you out because they'll be
0: like, you know, this guy actually came up. Yeah, and like I'll, I'll do him, you know, I'll do him a solid for him coming up and introducing. I'll go check out his, his yeah. stuff. Yeah, and that that and
2: actually those. that actually did pay dividends because, um. In one of the uh, one of the days that I was out there, I was I usually try to wear something like loud and obnoxious, whether it be like my Big Nick starter jacket or like the, the Rocco's Modern Life T-shirt to Catch like just the to t- yeah exactly. I, <laughs> and I'm like and I would tell them it's like oh but well, where's your booth at? I was like I don't know the booth, number, but you can't miss this stupid shirt. This is super <laughs> loud. <and True>. It's <laughs> like, the, you'll you'll see me, and then they'll end up noticing. But you know, it's like yeah they will pay a stop to the booth, and that's just been that's uh part of the method I'm I'm doing going forward.
0: It's a game changer for yeah. sure. I mean, especially the way you describe it with like, you know, that human human to human contact being kind of minimal.
2: Yeah. So that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people are just setting up their booths and stuff and not really going out to... to little just, robotic, a, after, right? After they set up, yeah. Well, in, in terms of just being like honed in and just like, okay, after I'm set they up... Lock I lock themselves have, in. Yeah I, yeah. I have an hour left, so I'm just going to chill and wait. Yeah, but exactly. So... That's like one of the things where I'll get there super early. Like as soon as they allow me to be set up, I'll set up with the quickness and then just let everything marinate real quick and then see how long the line starts. And if there's like enough people to the equivalent of how many pins, extra pins that I have to, to just give out for promo. Then that's where I'd like go in and just go to the first people line and work all myself all the way to the back. Feel bad for the people that don't get them though, but <laughs> hey,
0: they weren't know. the first 200 people.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's can't the real. That's the real. Reason, bad for right? that. So yeah.
3: I have another question. Um, what would you say is your favorite place to kind of sell your pins at? Like I want expo or fair, or whatever. It doesn't have to necessarily be the one you make the most money at, or mm-hmm. like the one that you most enjoy. So,
2: it. so just to give you guys a, a visual at the All Talk podcast, um, every time Justin says he has another question, he has his hand raised. Ready for me to call him? I'm like, yes, you, right there. <laughs> Justin, right? No. Um, so the, oh man, I have, I usually have the best time with uh, over in Portland. Yeah, Portland. Oh my Portland gosh, is the best. Man. I, that's so,
3: where they have the, the Red Show Expo, right? Yeah, yeah. So, is that the one you're talking about? Though? So
2: I have that one, but anytime I go to Portland, anytime. So I did this one, and this is like not necessarily a horror story, but this is just one of those one of those times where I wanted to test myself, and I'll t- And it's like this. So you guys ever been in a situation where you're all like, "Well, I've never done this before, but I'm gonna do it." Like I haven't been to this place before, book the flight, whatever, let's do it. So I did that in, in the regard to this, to where
3: like the first time going to Portland.
2: Well, not, not that because I did, I did do Portland with, um, with Caesar one year. And then a couple years after that doing the Portland retro game expo. But this is where the patches and pins brand actually started going out to Portland to, to do their events. So then I was just like, okay, it's on a Sunday I want to get back home Monday for work. And I'm like thinking, I'm just trying to think of all the logistics. So I just did it. So I end up booking the flight, securing the booth event, uh, like three or four weeks before. So here I am jetting to LAX at like 6:30 in the morning, dropping my car off, taking all my pins in one carry on. And I didn't bring anything else like carry on in my backpack. Shit. I go over, <laughs> get my, get my uh, stuff checked in, uh, Take the flight, get an Uber from the airport to the event, unload, and making sure everything's there. They had a table for me, thankfully. Oh, that's good. So I didn't have to bring it, buy a table, and then return it later. I I, I see you, Romeo. Romeo, (laughs) Romeo's listening, he knows he does that. Um, But so I did the event, I break down, (laughs) and with enough time to catch my flight back home, Luckily I got there really early so I can actually uh, have a few drinks before the flight. I, I love to drink, so it's it's one of those things, especially before no shame, a flight, especially before a flight. That's yeah. a thing,
3: huh, like drink, drinking before a flight. Like oh, a flight. man, you, don't know, you don't know who
2: you're going to meet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who you're going to meet. Oh, you, so, what's up? You got the same flight as me? Well, let's fly together, girl. All high club? What? No. I know, exactly, exactly. You're a stewardess? Okay, cool, yeah. Keep, keep the drinks coming. No, but... So I did that all in one thing. So so picture me starting my journey at LAX at 6.30 in the morning, and by the time I closed my door to get back in my car from LAX at that same spot, it's 11.30 p.m. Went from here, from California, from Shit. L.A. to Portland, from Portland back home, and just did the damn thing. But all without – I try to keep it as cost-effective as possible. No yeah. hotel, just the flight. Because 16 hours of driving to Portland, oh, man, it is taxing. Oh, hell yeah. Just did it, bro. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially, if, <laughs> it especially <laughs>
0: if Caesar is driving, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah, that was like one of the times where I tested the metal, and just went for it. But the good part about leaving places like Portland and San Francisco is is coming back home with a wad of cash, and a lot of a lot of uh, transactions in your PayPal, and just be like, yeah, man, you did the damn thing. It was good.
1: <laughs> it felt good. All right. All right. Yeah. Doing that work. Yeah. I love
2: Portland, man. All right. So go to I'm going right to ask there. you this.
1: So what was your craziest like customer experience?
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so <laughs> many, which I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we only got a couple, of, couple more hours here. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I don't know what it was. I don't know who breeds these uh, these people on planet, <laughs> <these> <laughs> on planet Earth. So Pop I. Up from the ground. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> they're like roaches. Oh man, this guy was like a lemming, man. This guy's just really just. Oh man. And it's funny, cause as soon as you told me this, I just had the one guy. Like I have his <laughs> whole MO. So this gentleman was over at the Lemon Festival, Upland. I think this was... Wait, the Lemon fe- what Yeah, Lemon oh, Festival. I know that one. Yeah, downtown, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. downtown Upland. Yeah. So this was, I believe it was 20, seven, 2018. And this is when I started uh, started just uh, selling stickers. I just sell stickers at a buck each, you know, just to get people into the into the booth, cause a commotion, see what's going on. Like, I, I just do that to attract people in. And um, the, the guy comes up and is just looking through my stickers. Bro, how much are these stickers, man? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're just a dollar each. Yeah, they're just a dollar each. Feel free to look through them. If you have any questions, let me know. That's it. You know, that's the, what that's my spiel. And this guy's like, oh man, you don't got any deals if I get like a bunch. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Just just see through them and and we'll 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 work this out. At this point, I'm just like, okay, this is this is getting interesting. And um, <laughs> it's already a dollar. How much and, more do you have? And want? it's like. He's looking through and he's like, man, <laughs> man. And I'm trying to work with other customers <laughs> while he's there. And I was like, what is this fool gasping for? What is this table? Oh, man. 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 So this is the one thing that I remember from this dude. And he's just like, oh, man, these stickers are ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Do you not like, oh, where, where, is the th- on? Where, where is the barrier of respect for like someone that is, is doing something that it's just doing something that they want to do, like selling stuff. Like, if I'm going up to you, if, if Alexis, if you're selling something to me and I didn't know you, I'm not going to go up there and just be like, man, I, man that shirt's cool, man. That shirt sucks. <laughs> right in front of you? Like, it really got to me. That's such a like,
3: old-time bully yeah. thing. Like, Yeah, <laughs> and I'm
2: like, I don't know what, you know, I'm not even trying to build on what he was going through or something, but it's like, damn, like, He it was almost to the point because he proceeded with saying just like man do you got any other things around here like what else are you selling I'm like like I was almost at the point (laughs) to politely tell this guy like hey man I don't want you at my booth anymore like you can you can leave like I didn't want to like cause a commotion there was still a bunch of other people there and I guess he was the one thing that kind of held me back too is that he was with a couple other people that were interested in the pins Um, so by me telling him to bounce it would theoretically tell those guys to bounce and I just don't want to do that. Um I have a lot of patience for people and that gentleman right there with uh as soon as he was like those stickers are ass 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 like like echo in your echoing. mind <laughs> 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 I'm just like what is like wow like I, I had to I had to give him the Owen Wilson wow like just really surprised <laughs> wow at, at what's going on was your self esteem challenged at that oh, moment dude no just the whole like just being flabbergasted at some dude just saying some outrageous crap like that it's like it was it was it was really that way and to be honest the other time that i had a, a customer escalation was just the fact that this gentleman's pin broke from the time he bought the pin at the at the festival to the time he left but i was just like bro i i, I really can't help you in that situation. I mean, it's broke. Like I can't. There's no warranty. Yeah, and I'm There's like no I can't. Didn't, didn't I can't warranty. just be like, oh yeah, no problem. Like like if that. If that's the case, anytime someone comes back, well, like, yeah, I bought this two years ago. Like <laughs> I saw some dude turn his <laughs> in. Like, you have a lifetime guarantee. I was like, man, I'm not Craftsman tools, man. I can't. <laughs> 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 hey, dude, that that here's some glue. That, <laughs> that lifetime
0: guarantee comes in clutch with that Craftsman,
2: though. Um, yeah, man, dang, Alexis, you got me. Yeah. It's hot in here now. <laughs> He's got those echoes reverberating in his head. Oh man. <laughs> ass, ass, nice ass. job just on that echo effect too, by the way. <laughs> you cued it just right. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Um so yeah, that so it's been a great um it's been a great episode, guys. Um, you know, hopefully listeners um you know, took away something, you know, from this. Um Mark, I want to give you the opportunity to kinda, you know, if you wanna shout out your page.
2: Cool. So uh you guys can uh, follow me on various social medias. Uh, I go by uh, Marks Modern Life on Instagram. Feel free to follow our uh, pin page, uh, L Notorious Pin, um, on Instagram as well. I also have. Oh yeah, uh, how'd you how'd you come up with the name, the Notorious Pin? Yeah. Oh, just going off of um, off of what Biggie Smalls had with the Notorious B.I.G. Okay. I ended up going with the Notorious Pin because I just wanted it to be like. Um, when people ask about it, it's like, oh, th- that's the notorious pin. Like people are going to be like, oh, what's so notorious about it? It's like, no, that's just the pin brand. It's like, it's like when people ask about the who or something, you know, like mm-hmm. people are like, what, who? No, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Who, the, the who. Yeah. <laughs> something to play on, to play on, to keep it like in their mind. Okay, that's what coherent. I wanted to do. Um, but, and then I also have, I want to do, I have a weekly podcast, but then I'm kind of teetering on do a bi-weekly now. It's called come sit with us. It's basically like a, uh, it's with my, uh, co-host Isaiah Martinez and, uh, it's just a potpourri of topics. Like we'll just sit down, have drinks and have a topic of uh, topic of the day. And then the closing segment is just something of positive affirmation to keep people like, especially during these bad times, you know, you gotta, gotta give someone uplifting, uplifting advice at a point. So yeah, feel free to listen to come sit with us. Or follow me on social media at Mark's Modern Life on Instagram or uh El Notorious Pin for the uh pin uh the pin Instagram as well.
0: Yeah, if you guys are a huge uh, if you guys listening are huge pin collectors, uh definitely check out that the Instagram page. They got it's great. I'm a, I'm probably gonna you guys sell them online too, the pins? Yes we do. Yeah, so I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna cop a few. I'm not gonna lie. Um but thank you, Mark, for coming in. Uh you're sticking around, right, for the next episode? Yes I am. Yeah. So the next episode, um, kinda a little teaser. Um we're going to be talking 80s, retro. We're going back into the 80s. So uh, stay tuned for that one. As always, guys, um, thank you for supporting the show. We're small time right now, but we're trying to get make it to the big time. As always, guys,
1: um, Alexis, you want to do your? Yeah. So remember, guys, follow us on the All Talk podcast. And uh, thank you guys for. Well, it's shit's hard to find. <laughs> i can't even <laughs> oh. really <laughs> i can't find it <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys for, to the viewers i mean we're we're kind of going we're going not global but no, we're national going countrywide I, mean? I guess international, international. There, there you go, go. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, shout out to the people in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Shout thank out to you Pennsylvania. guys for listening. You guys, you uh, guys are
2: gonna make it once you hit Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, get yeah, the yeah. four people out there, like man, hey, Metallica time, did, did a band uh, show <laughs> oh, yeah. over there, so uh, <laughs> you know. I want to thank really you guys important. too for having me on. I appreciate it
1: sincerely. Yeah, thank you for coming on, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey,
0: anytime you got you got you and uh, Nick, you said your other yep. corner Connor, you guys want to come on? Just you know, feel free to come on.
1: And remember, DM us if you guys want to be on the show. Yeah, DM us, DM us uh, maybe topic points if you guys wanna want us to talk on uh, about something,
0: or if you even wanna come on and discuss those. Um, you know, yep. thanks for all those who have su- uh, supplied us with that, with those topics, uh, and we did uh, talk about some of them. But as always, guys, um, we're out. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, this is Eddie signing off.
1: This is Alexis. Stay frosty. <laughs> This yeah, is that's his new
0: catchphrase, by the way, guys. <laughs> so uh, let's see, let's see how that goes.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, guys. See